Hello everyone, welcome to Autistic Adventures. I'm Cass and today is episode 34. Let's talk about mortality. (laughs) I don't mean to laugh, but it's just such an in-depth topic that it's more of like a nervous laughter because this is a topic that has affected me very deeply ever since I was a child. Um, you know, lay awake at night thinking about when am I going to die? You know, everyone that's older than me is probably going to go before I am. And I'm going to have to like mourn that and grieve that and think about that. Knowing that my grandparents and my parents and my older sibling possibly even, you know, may pass away before I do. And that, you know, one day I will go and I don't know how or when or why that's going to happen. It's always been a very difficult thing for me. I think about it fairly often. Um, Every time I watch a movie or TV show or, you know, listen to music, I tend to watch things or listen to things that are anywhere from 15 to 25 years old. And so when I see photos of celebrities or artists, that is how they look now. It's like a very jarring experience to see someone, you know, watching Enemy at the Gates with Jude Law. And he's like a child in that. He's not, he's probably like 19. He looks like a child. And then like, fast forward to seeing him now where he's like, playing Dumbledore, you know, for, uh, the Harry Potter movies and stuff. And I'm like, where did time go? And it's just very jarring to see how people are aging and how it seems like it's so fast and it's scary. And knowing that I'm at the age where my parents were when I was a kid thinking, wow, they're really old, which I know that, you know, objectively 34 is not very old, I guess, depending on what age you are. But, I, you know, hopefully I haven't even hit the halfway mark yet. And, you know, I've been been thinking about it. And it's just a very odd thing, the, the thought of time passing and how it's just continually passing. You know, obviously they say, you know, live in the moment and enjoy the moments you have. And you don't know when when it's going to end or when it's going to take it away. And it's like, well, how am I supposed to enjoy those moments knowing that that could be around the corner, you know? And it's just a very hard concept to accept, you know, autistics. We don't like change. We don't like not feeling in control. We don't like not knowing what's going to happen. And so with everyone's death, you know, we don't know how that's going to happen or when for me, I wouldn't want to know because then I would obsess and only focus on when that's happening or um, why it's happening or what circumstances that's happening. So it's like, I wouldn't want to know, but I still think about it a lot. And like one of my main focuses in life and my fixations is being as healthy as I can for as long as I can for my kids sake. Um, Before I had kids, I didn't that wasn't really a focus. It wasn't really a concern. I didn't really have anyone to be here for. Um, but now, you know, having kids, especially having kids that are on the spectrum, 
I want to be here as long as I can to help support them and have them not be alone in the world and make sure that they get to a successful place in their life where they don't need me anymore. But it's still, you know, that's something that I I try and be healthy. I try and eat healthy. I try and get a lot of sleep. Like a lot of the things that I do are because of that. I'm not going to say fear because it is something that's going to happen. One day I will go and I will leave my kids alone in this world and that's a horrifying thought to me. Um, you know, they say aging is a privilege, which I absolutely agree. You know, I've had people that I grew up with or um, people younger than me or that were young that passed away. And so I do agree aging is absolutely a privilege. On the other side, and maybe this is one of those things you're not supposed to say out loud, and I'm not depressed, I promise. This is just like a thought that I had. Like people are like, you know, you're you're lucky to have been born. Um, you know, that the fact that your, you know, your egg got picked and that you're even here is like such a huge deal and and um, you know, the fact that you're even alive is a miracle kind of thing, you know, scientifically. And I've thought about this before where I'm like, you know, if I were to have a had a choice like if if before I became a conscious being someone gave me a choice like hey do you want to go and like experience these things and be a conscious person or would you rather not I'd be like "Mm, I'd rather not like you know and it, it sounds terrible to say but like that's one of the reasons why I enjoy sleeping so much is because when I'm asleep you know, unless I'm dreaming, but then there's still some sort of consciousness happening, subconscious. But when I'm like asleep, I'm not worried about anything. I'm not concerned. I'm not conscious. Like it's peace. It's just, I'm at peace. And so, you know, having a choice between being at peace and never knowing any different because you're, you've never been conscious versus I'm out here in the world and every day, is a struggle and every day is filled with anxiety and fears and yes of course there are amazing memories and wonderful experiences and everything I have I'm so grateful for and wouldn't have it any differently but if I were to have gone all the way back to before consciousness and was given a choice I'd be like I'm good thanks though appreciate the offer I'm gonna skip it maybe next time (laughs) Because it's just, it's hard to be a human being. Um, And I don't know, it's, I feel like I'm kind of alone in this, but I don't think I am. I just think that other people don't say that or they don't, they don't um, verbalize that feeling of like, if I had a choice, I'd rather like not do this whole human life experience because it's difficult. And I'd rather just not worry and I'd rather um, just be at rest and be at peace and not know any other, you know, any difference. And like I said, I'm not depressed. I'm not feeling that type of way. I'm very grateful for what I have. But, you know, I, I agree that aging is an absolute gift and a privilege. And every day I'm here, I'm so grateful because I'm in this life and I'm in this world and I have my children and, you know, I have certain, um, not requirements, but I have things that I need to do because I've been here and 
I've laid a path and there's things that I need to do to feel okay about leaving and I know not everyone gets that opportunity and things happen and there's sudden changes that happen and accidents and traumas and all kinds of things but my goal now as a parent is to be here as long as I possibly can and be as healthy as I possibly can and you know I may or may not get that you know time will tell I'm doing everything that within my power to be a healthy person and maintain a healthy life so that hopefully the mortality aspect of it is a ways away and I can live a much longer life and have many more experiences and I can live to grow old and gray and hopefully even see my kids be old and gray. One of the reasons why I wanted to have kids young is because I wanted to have as much time with them as I could and have them be old and maybe they could be grandparents and I could be a great grandparent who knows Um, because both my kids are on the spectrum and they have different um, hmm, struggles and challenges in their life I don't know if they'll even you know they'll have a relationship with a partner or if they'll be interested in having kids or you know interested in intimacy at all I don't know these things so I don't expect them to happen I pretty much settled with the thought of I'm going to assume that these things aren't going to happen and then if they do that's super cool that's great you know I'm autistic and and I'm married with kids so it's obviously not so outside of what could happen but I don't want to place any expectations or, um, you know, my own hopes and dreams on my kids. Like that's, that doesn't seem fair to them. Uh, I want them to do whatever they think is going to make them happy and fulfilled in their life. And I will back them up and support that 100%, whether or not they grow up and move away and make a family or not make a family, uh, be by themselves and be happy. If they want to live with me until the end of my days, I'm completely 100% okay with that. I have dedicated and given my life to my kids because I want to, because I choose to, because that's what gives me joy and makes me have fulfillment. But because of that, and because I had children, it has amped up and ramped up this feeling of my mortality and um you know as time goes on it seems like it's going faster and faster and the music and movies and things that I grew up with are now like quote-unquote vintage or like even trends are coming back that I grew up with and I'm like oh my gosh like this is like when the 70s came back when I was a kid and we were doing 70s thing and we're like aha it's so vintage and retro and we're so cool because we're doing what our parents did and I'm like oh no now I'm that demographic and that's horrifying to me (laughs) and you know that's that's life there's always a generation after the next generation and it keeps going on and on it just feels odd it feels uncomfortable Um, time passing is a jarring uncomfortable experience especially when I see like I said like celebrities and the stark contrast of the movies that I usually watch and then seeing them now and it's like you know even some of my celebrity favorite celebrities are like 
they're not going to be here that much longer. Like, I remember growing up, Anthony Hopkins was my favorite, and he was super awesome. I never knew why I liked him, aside from his acting was incredible, and then come to find out he was diagnosed in his 70s with, um, as autistic, which I think that's super cool and great. But it's like, even him, he's he's getting up there in age, and he won't be around forever. And, you know, he was what I would consider older when I was a kid, but... It's just the time passage is pretty wild to me, and I don't think I'm alone in this. I feel like there's a lot of people that have that similar experience, too. I also have to say that I have been faced with near-death experiences before um, in my life, which I could probably do an episode on at another point, and you know, life is very precious to me and time is very precious to me. I think that's one of the reasons why I tend to be as productive as I can. And I tend to, you know, make plans and time certain things so that I don't ever feel like as though I'm wasting time. Um, this could be a subtype of OCD. There is an OCD subtype called time OCD which I I could also do an episode about or you could um, google yourself if you're interested but um, just having time be a very important thing and it is very important to me like I said I'm very grateful for the time that I do have as much or as little as I have I feel like I'm always trying my best to make the most of my time some you know some days I'm have I'm low energy or you know if I'm in burnout obviously I might just you know binge watch a tv show or scroll on my phone so I'm not like hyper productive all the time but I try and make memories and um, have good experiences and have good days as much as possible um so that's kind of my little spiel about time passing and mortality. Um, I'm not really all that concerned with what you would call the afterlife or what happens after we die. Um, I grew up in a religious family. I was Christian until I was about 22. And, um, up until I was 22, I knew where I was going. I knew what the afterlife had in store and it wasn't even a question in my mind. And I found great comfort in that. And for a lot of people, you know, their beliefs of what happens after is a very comforting feeling, you know, especially when someone you love passes away and it's a nice comforting feeling to think, oh, you know, grandma's in heaven or the dog or cat you love so dearly is in heaven or, um, you know, I lost a child to miscarriage, um, between both of my sons. And, um, unfortunately it was after I had put down those beliefs. And so I wasn't able to like have that comforting thing of like, oh, I'll see them again. And if you do have those beliefs, they're yours and you're entitled to them. 
I firmly believe in religious freedom and as long as you're not hurting anyone or you're not trying to force someone into your beliefs, I think you should believe whatever you want to believe in. You know, worship a mermaid. Just don't hurt other people. You know, whatever you want to believe in, if it makes you feel good and it helps you to, um, you know, find comfort in this life, you know, that's that's for you. You know, I'm not dismissing anyone's beliefs or saying you shouldn't believe in anything. This is just my personal journey and my personal experience. And I had a lot of um, religious trauma growing up. And so a lot of that ties into why I am no longer um, a part of the Christian faith. But, you know, now being where I'm at, where I don't know what happens afterwards, but I'm not especially like needing to know. Um, You know, there's only so many outcomes of (laughs) what could be happening or maybe one that we've never even considered as a human species. You know, there's either, you know, people either think, okay, there's a a heaven or a hell, you know, there's a good place or there's a bad place. Or if you're Catholic, there's an in-between purgatory place or, you know, uh, we just, when we die, we die and we're in the ground and, you know, it's very, uh, anticlimactic. We just, um, um, what is it called? We, uh, we decompose and we become part of the earth and then that's it. Um, you know, there's also the belief of reincarnation, multiple lives. I feel like I've been here before, but I can't say that with certainty. And in fact, no one can say with certainty, like scientific certainty that, you know, one belief or another belief is accurate. Do I want to come back? Not especially. Um, this time was hard enough around. So, you know, it'd kind of be nice for that to not be the case. Um, another, you know, belief out there, thought out there is this is all matrix and or simulation. And, you know, maybe you wake up from that simulation or maybe you, enter in another simulation. I don't know. Um, you know, so there's lots of different ideas and beliefs out there. And for me, there isn't one comforting idea, um, over the other. I do find comfort in being at peace and, and being at rest, you know, just like sleeping. Like I really enjoy sleep. I mean, I guess I don't enjoy it cause I'm not conscious, but when I wake up, it's like, Oh, I got a break from, worrying or I got a break from fear or stress or you know all of these feelings that come up you know being a human being and especially being an autistic you know with anxiety and OCD and PTSD and all these things that preoccupy my brain and make it a less than enjoyable experience sometimes being a human being and you know so I don't know what happens, you know, afterwards, whatever people believe, you know, that's, that's your, that's yours to have. Um, but I'm not really worried about that aspect. I would say like, I'm more worried about like dying period. And it's not so much like the actual dying. It's about whether or not there's going to be pain because we never know how we're going to go. And sometimes death includes, pain and pain is like a really big trigger for me. Um, it triggers my PTSD. I've had a lot of traumatic experiences that have to do with pain. And so like pain is always something that's really difficult 
for me. It it causes a lot of emotions. Um, the sensory aspect is like out of control. And so for me, like more of the fear around dying or death is like the pain aspect. And then the other side of that, which I already mentioned is, you know, leaving my children is, is like a really difficult, um, concept for me to grasp. Hopefully they will be so old and so like far along in their life that they don't need me you know um obviously when a parent dies even if it's an estranged parent it usually brings up feelings um both of my parents are still here so I can't say I have a personal experience with that um both of my grandparents are, well all four of my grandparents uh passed away but um my parents haven't yet. So, you know, that's not something that I can say that I have personal experience with, but I would imagine, you know, no matter your relationship with your parent, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a feeling there, you know, I can't say what that feeling is because there's so many nuances and things that happen within a parent child relationship. But, um, my hope and desire is that when I do leave that, um, my children remember me with good memories, that they have good thoughts about me, and that I'm able to go um, peacefully. Sorry, I'm like kind of getting choked up just thinking about saying goodbye to my kids. It's um, it's pretty wild to me. Um, yeah. And just the thought that one day you know, one day we will go like that is a certainty. One day you will die. And it's like, but wait, <laughs> I don't get a say or a choice in the matter. Um, my brain wants to control it. My brain wants to change it and manipulate it so that I, I have a say, or I'm able to delay it, or I'm able to choose the way that I go, which, you know, obviously the best way would be peacefully in your bed and while you're sleeping and you don't even realize that you're going and my husband and I have discussed this we're like we want to do like um I think it was Bicentennial Man which is a really old Robin Williams movie but basically they like lie in bed and they pass away together and it's like so magical and special and romantic and like that would ideally be our way to go. Like one day we're just so old, we're tired. We look at each other and we're like, well, I'm ready. You ready? And we're like, okay. And we're like, (laughs) and we're just done. And there's no pain involved. There's no suffering. It's actually like a bittersweet moment where it's like touching and, and loving and stuff. So that would be, if I had a choice, the way that I'd like to go. But, you know, that's one of those things that we don't, have a lot of choices in, you know, and, uh, sorry for getting so heavy on this particular episode. I kind of just wanted to talk about like time passage and the feelings of how it feels like so quickly, especially as you get older, it seems like it goes faster. And I try and like, you know, engage in mindfulness and have mindful moments where I purposefully am slowing time down, obviously not actually slowing time down but like being in the present moment you know engaging in yoga or mindfulness or just taking an experience like I was at the park with my kids and we're looking for four-leaf clovers and intentionally being present in that moment and 
for the moment, time standing still or seemingly, you know, standing still. Um, and time is just always going. It's always ticking away. And there's nothing we can do about it. And I don't like that because I like controlling things and I can't control time. Um, I know they say like existentially time is relative and time isn't a real thing, but it definitely feels real. Um, I do know that I'm getting older. I do feel the effects of getting older and noticing differences in my body and my appearance. And that part doesn't bother me as much. Like I said, pain does bother me. So anytime I'm like having pain or like, you know, my back hurts or my neck hurts or certain things like that, it's like that does bother me. But like the aging process, like I don't care if I get gray hair. I don't care about wrinkles. I don't care about the physical attributes of aging. Um, I just want to be here for a long time and I want the time that I am here to be wonderful and full of good memories and good days. So, um, if you stuck with me all the way here through to the end, thanks for listening. Uh, this was my little Ted talk on (laughs) time passing mortality and the concept of death and dying. If you have anything to add or you have something you want to say about that, please feel free to email me at autisticadventures at yahoo.com or you can click down below where it says what did you think about this episode and leave me a comment. I'd appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.